Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of the amount of developers, in prospective sales, if you have a game, and it is good, then give it time and it will thrive, and you will be Gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals, uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to episode number 415 of the Best Linux Games Podcast. Spock! Being recorded for you on this Sunday, the 9th of October, 2022, at 1600 hours left coast. Pacific Coast, Pacific Standard Time Coast with the most. 4.03 p.m. Pacific Coast Time Crack Engineer. Wapow, I have one Molina over there in the booth. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Crack Engineer, I have one Molina over there in the booth. Holding up the whiskey sign. That means that tonight's show is brought to you by a fine, smooth taste of Black Black Velvet, the finest Canadian blended whiskey ever devised by human hands. Just open the bottle, listen to it gurgle. Down the hatch. Mmm. No sour stomach, no after effects. Just the smoothest Canadian whiskey you've ever heard. Now back to the show. Ivor, you're fired. Oh, man, that was good whiskey. Oh, boy. All right. 
Straight to our top stories. Uh, well, it's, oh, that would, of course, make it for our sequel, Friends, 2022-1009-1604. Now, Ivor's been fired. We've done the sequel bit. Top stories. We have a short show for you this week because I'm just, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I am going off my medication because I can't get any. No one can get any. And, um, I have to say, I would be, we have two tragedies. One is personal that I would like to disclose on the show because this show is kind of the fucking paper record, you know, partially for my life. And it's something that, you know, um, has really affected me this week. Um, I found out that my doctor of 28 years, man who I've seen every month, for the entirety of my adult life, one of the only people who knew everything about me, who knew all my secrets, who, um, who, who, who is, ever since I was 14, I'm 42, 28 years, one of the longest relationships of my adult life with any other human being, and a guy who was very complicated who I originally did not like, but eventually, you know, um, it's like he's part of my family. See someone every month for an hour, 28 years. You get to know them, they get to know you. My doctor, Dr. Corradon Clark, uh, died this week. The age of, I think, 86 or 83. Um, I know his family I'm friends with his son I was friends with his daughter before she moved away Um, I know his wife it's been a very 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 rough week uh, especially while simultaneously going without my meds. So, we're like now into the physical um, withdrawal sy- symptoms phase now. It's been like uh, seven days, I think. Um, but it's really the mental stuff that makes that makes going off my drugs so difficult. Uh, the mental stuff and the, the um, ability to fucking get work done. Um, because you have to spend so much time thinking about the mental stuff. And then on top of this, I mean, I just broke down and cried. It, it's been a very rough week. So forgive me for this. Very, well, don't forgive me because we have a good show for you this week. It's not a happy show, though. Our feature. Oh, yeah. And also, I would be remiss while speaking of tragedies, local tragedies. This one's more national and is just so fucked up. On Thursday of last week, midday in front of the Wynn Hotel here on the Las Vegas Strip a man dressed in a chef's coat, full chef's coat, with a lot of knives, tried asked a bunch of chicks who were dressed like showgirls if he could take a selfie with them. He said that he was selling knives. They told him no. And he stabbed eight of them. One he stabbed in the back when she tried to run. This is enormously tragic. Um, 
and incomprehensible and insane. But what I think makes it so horrifying to me, just, you know, I don't know about to you, this happened in broad daylight at high noon. Wow. Can't take a selfie with you? No, no, it's okay. We'll, we'll pass. And he just starts stabbing people and chased one girl, like, fucking block. A Vegas block, which is, like, twice the size of... Two and a half times the size of a normal block. So he was dedicated. He was... Re- he, the only thing that I read... I mean, because I had to stop reading about this story when I saw it on, on Friday morning was... Uh, he said that he did it because he had to, quote, let the anger out. So, that's like the end of the world, like, writ small right there. And I think that one of the things that really bothers me so much, I mean, it's so scary, it's absolutely terrifying, but it's this real hellish, nightmarish quality to losing your mind, you're there dressed in a butcher coat, in a, in a, in a, in a chef's coat, and it's like, there's this real, legit nightmarish, like, the wax figures at the museum are coming to life and killing the people, but they're doing it on the street in broad daylight, like, as if, like, it's, it's, that's, I think, it. It's, like, as if, like, the, the human statue people, like, you see in New York, sometimes you see them busking on the strip here in Vegas. It's, like, if one of them start doing the robot and pulled out a knife and then just start fucking stabbing people. It is absolutely fucking insane. Beyond my comprehension and, um, super horrible. Last night during the Mets game, uh, after the Mets game, I saw some of the, uh, local, local news coverage. They interviewing some of the survivors. And it's horrible. It's horrible. And it's like just a sign that we're all gonna die. That's my humble takeaway from it. But then again, I am not in my right mind either now. So, our feature this week is on No Man's Sky Waypoint. Spoiler alert, I really don't like it. And I'm going to tell you why and why you should not buy it if you've not played No Man's Sky yet. Uh, but we do have a new and noteworthy, so based on with it, it's a short one. Here we go. I was a North American fall when worm in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. So our new and noteworthy this week is a game that, that came out, I think on the, uh, I think it came out on the day that doc, that my doc died, um, on, on Monday. I think it came out on the third. It's called Marauders. It's still in early access. It's a forced open world. You're not going to get a lot of player versus everything. You're going to get a lot of PvP in this game, but it has such an interesting premise, and it works. I got it to work, but I do have a problem with it. One of the problems with this game is that, and I tried everything, and we'll, we'll revisit this topic next week uh, in relationship to a different game, um, but I can't get the in-game tutorial videos to work, and this is a game where there's no pause button, you know, more or less. Uh, it is set in an, the, the it's set in an alternate future where war 1 never ended and extends into sp- outer space by the time the game is set and you play a space pirate and you try to gank 
in first-person tactical shooter mode, uh, space stations, and you try to gank all the resources out of other crafts with your friendly teammates. The fact that you can't see how the game is supposed to work really... I'm debating whether or not to return it until I can see it, but I kind of want to get in on it early because it's this really crazy dystopian World War One era weapons in space. In space! With, uh, it looks like really good combat. It looks very interesting, and I gotta play it. It's a first-person shooter. I gotta play it. I've been jonesing for a first-person shooter now for a while. I'm not real wild about the PvP aspect of it, because, you know, you don't want to have to get good at a game just to be able to tread water. But I am very excited to play it when I when I can actually know how to play it. That brings us to our feature, ladies and gentlemen. We are almost done with this week's show. Oh, wait. Famous last words. We're going to be here till Christmas. Our feature this week, No Man's Sky. Waypoint is a Nightmare. So for those of you who don't know, um, I've logged like 415 hours in No Man's Sky since its release. Uh, since it was playable on Linux. Um, I took about two years off after they added the power update because it broke all my storage containers and destroyed many of my bases. But I've been all around, baby. I've been all around No Man's Sky. I've been to the center. I've been to Galactic Core twice. Uh, I've completed the Atlas like five times, something like that. Um... I've died 18 times. Literally. In w- that's my main save. Um, came back to No Man's Sky about three months ago. Because it had been uh, since abstaining after they destroyed all my bases and stuff. I still have my freighter and all my tech and stuff. All my ships. All my starships. And technically the coordinates, at least, of where my bases used to be. Uh, but the power thing broke a lot of my teleporters, too, so that, you know, it really sucked. So teleportation, sometimes not available. Well, I came back to it because they added piracy, they added mech, uh, uh, bipedal robot mechs that you can build and customize for your uh, on planet surface conquests. They added uh, tons of new modules uh, and stuff and upgrades to the freighter. And the game had gotten basically as close to perfect as I th- thought it was going to be for a while. So about three months ago, I started playing it again. 
And since then, I've discovered all sorts of great new stuff and fell in love with this magnificent procedurally generated universe all over again. Their entire um, new companion thing, they they rolled out a whole thing with with, uh, animals where feeding them didn't just distract them anymore or make them shit, which is always good because you can get interesting stuff out of their shit. But now you could feed them and you could adopt them and you could summon them to any planet in any solar system, any place that you were uh, and that you could breed them. You could recombine their DNA with other samples that you had taken and so you could go to the Nexus and uh, recombine their DNA so that when they hatch their next living egg, it would be a new species. Their their progeny would be a new species, a hybrid, a chimera. All sorts of shit. I've been a pirate now for a while. Um, I have completed all the milestones in the game. I know me some No Man's Sky. <sighs> Sorry, I got uh, physical withdrawal. Hey, God. Mm. and so when I came back to it like I, I really loved it these last three months have been great of No Man's Sky well considering that this is how my fucking life is going <laughs> it was a shock and a surprise to me when on like Thursday or Friday deep in the ball deep in like the fucking pit of despair own self pity and trying to process the loss of one of my longest friends um I fired up No Man's Sky like comfort food and I went to scan a plant I went to jump into a a different solar system and nothing worked I got into a dog fight and I had to run I don't run from dog. I destroy everything. I had to run, and so I looked. So when I got when I got to safety, I realized that the entire inventory for everything had been redone, and that some of the icons had been changed, and that nothing that I had installed on my ships, which just last week, by the way, I have to tell you, just last week. I have finally gotten an S-Class hauler. My A-Class hauler is worth way more than my S-Class hauler. It's got like literally 500 million units of upgrades to its cargo and and its cargo and technology slots. Um... And I had finally perfected its layout after hunting through maybe 50 different fucking solar system stations uh, for all the modules I needed to fully pimp out my S-Class hauler. And after finally, because I finished with my A-Class, which is just a behemoth. It's It was it was awesome. The Ohiishi of Abstraction. My S-Class is called Aurora's Vengeance, which I named. I had just the night before finished upgrading her. 
This is not a simple process. This means you have to find the upgrade, mo- the tech modules that you need. You have to find the resources that you need to build the actual modules that you want to install. You have to do some thinking and some planning about like how are you going to manage your slots? How are you going to get the synergies for you know all the hyperdrive stuff and the scanners and everything and your weapons and your shields and then all the candy like the teleportation module that allows you to uh, share inventory and extends the range of your ship prior to this I had done all of the exosuit upgrades which took a month that probably took 50 hours that and my multi-tool and now I was going to go back hunting for walker brains because I needed to pimp out um, the conflict scanner, or whatever the fuck I needed for the for the Aurora's Vengeance, and um, I'm like, oh, that's odd. I, I, why is everything uninstalled on my ship? Oh well, we'll just go land on this. We'll just do this quick mission and land on this planet and get this stuff. And I, I started scanning, you know, flora and fauna and stuff. I'm getting like 500 units. Whereas normally I would get like 250,000 units. So I, I open up my inventory. I look, oh, my exosuit upgrades are all gone. All those slots are just gone. Now, if you go way back with No Man's Sky like I do, you got a real bad, sinking, horrible feeling when you saw this. Because what it meant was that the latest update for No Man's Sky, No Man's Sky Waypoint, it meant that Waypoint arbitrarily rewrote the entire system for technology, cargo, and inventory. Removing all of the slots that you had spent all of your time in this game across every fucking aspect of the game. They they arbitrarily decide, oh, well, yeah, sure, you spent 500 hours, you know, getting all of those fucking technology slots all of those all those cargo slots all of those uh, slots for your multi-tool which are even harder and every one of these types of slots all those upgrade slots for your freighter all those expanded cargo bulkheads for your freighter each one of these types of things is a different category that can only be gotten in a certain way in the game and they are hard to get by hard, I don't mean like they're like very difficult, but I mean like it's like an hour and a half to get one. These are like long, you know, by No Man's Sky standards, which is just awesome. It it, it gave it, it it provided a reason to keep playing the game even after you've done the Atlas Path and everything. I I I never got a living ship. I just found out about those last week, actually, because I never done <coughs> the Nexus mission where you get the living egg that actually becomes a living ship. But anyway, 
what this means, I'll tell you exactly what they did, but what this means, for those of you who don't care about the exact details, this quote-unquote update, this guy on Reddit said it the absolute, absolutely the best. He said, waypoint inventory changes he's being so diplomatic and polite here, are a step backwards. No, what he means is this is the most grotesque regression I have ever seen arbitrarily imposed on a player community ever. What do I mean by this? When I started playing No Man's Sky, I think a year after its initial release, I think it took them a year to get to work on Linux. So I've been here since the beginning, baby. Um, you know, since 2017. It's five years, six years. I want to say six years because the game's been out for seven, I want to say. But whatever, it doesn't matter. Not only is this not as good as the three different inventory upgrades that they added, each one rolled out with an individual update. Major updates. These updates take like a year for these people. For Hello Games to push out. At least. And sometimes, you know, you'll go two years. Which is fine. The original No Man's Sky, when I started playing it, this is this update, this upgrade, which they tout as user interface improvements and quality of life, major quality of life improvements, instead of arbitrary, arbitrarily taking everything you have away from you. For veteran players, for anyone who's played for longer than like a month. Oh yeah, all that stuff, all those slots. Because like, what you, 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 the slots are what's important. You can put anything. It used to be anyway. This re, this regression, this new quote unquote new concept of inventory management and tech slot uh, design isn't just a regression. It is worse than where the game started originally. Because like it, this guy breaks it down on Reddit. I'll link to the thread in the show blurb for this week, but I'm not I'm gonna try not to read anything from it. But the bottom line was this. Eventually you got on your exosuit, you had cargo and you could intermingle, you could trade a cargo slot for a tech slot. Meaning, a piece of tech that actually affects the way you play the game when you're on foot, that's the exosuit, could be, tr- could be traded like a cargo slot, which could hold inventory, could be converted into a, a, a tech slot by just installing a piece of technology into that slot, if you had the technology. Then they added another tab to your exosuit cargo. And it was expanded cargo. This could hold large quantities of inventory items, stuff that you've harvested. And 
you know, remains on your person. And it made sense because you have this giant backpack and you're only harvesting tiny, tiny amounts of molecules because you're basically a walking uh, nanite factory. You know, you're basically like a, a fabrication machine. I mean, you know, you're an explorer, you're a traveler. You were, because now I do not recommend anyone buy this game. But the expanded could hold a lot and eventually, once you, you so you had to fucking find these cargo drop pods to expand those cargo slots, so you could hold a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Same thing, similar thing with your uh, starship, similar thing with your freighter, similar thing with everything. Freighter also had um, they introduced remote storage containers to the freighter instead of having to keep them on a base, which made. Which made life more convenient, but slightly more stupid, because the base building in the game was always kind of fucked up. Um, it was supposed to be a central focus, but they never really got it so that the controls were as not twitchy as they should have been, but I built huge bases. I love building bases, and I built bases for Exocraft, and I built race courses, um, you know, blah, 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 blah. What they did overnight without announcing it, everyone who logged in to their game had the update pushed to them. And no descriptive screen was provided. They took away all of my work. All of everyone's work. If you've been playing this game for any anywhere longer than like six months, you would be in fucking outraged by this. I've been playing it for fucking five years, six years, six and a half years. Literally, the bulk of my time in this game has been spent on getting these slots so that I can slot in the types of technologies that I want and get the type of synergies that I I want and that I need. What does that mean? Well, that means, okay, so like your hyperdrive. You have a hyperdrive. You have three upgrades to the hyperdrive that are essential. There's the indium. One one is red, one is green, one is blue, okay? And those are the type of, those are the colors of solar systems that you can visit. So when you have all three of those installed with your hyperdrive, you can visit any type of system. But then there's hyper hyperdrive range. And there are, depending on the class of your starship, you could slot in, if they were adjacent to your hyperdrive, hyperdrive upgrades. And those were ba- those had classes from like D, I think C to S. S is the highest. So when you fi- finally get three S class hyperdrive upgrade modules, you put them all next to each other, all next to the hyperdrive, and guess what? Instead of only being able to jump from system to an adjacent system, you can jump 15, 20 systems, something like that, depends. Depends on, because it's in a 3D galaxy map. No more. That's all gone. Beyond that, they didn't remunerate you for any of the stuff they took away. And they didn't tell you. Furthermore, 
I am not entirely sure, but I know I lost a lot of inventory. Because what they did, here's the thing with the Waypoint update. Instead of allowing technology to be slotted into cargo slots in your inventory for your exosuit or for your starship or, you know, whatever, they arbitrarily broke out according to class according to vanilla class like if you just bought this starship off of somebody else a starship is your fighter it's what you fly in it's what you explore with predominantly they took all of the stuff all the technology modules and they made it their own exclusive section and they limited it back to the vanilla so they took away all your slots and replaced them with the vanilla slots from like, you know, 80 hours ago, 120 hours ago on the Oishi of Abstraction. It was at least 120 hours of work went into that fucking starship for me, on my part. Oh, that's gone! They, they, then they disconnected all of your modules because they can't be connected to cargo slots anymore. Only cargo can be in cargo slots you can store technology modules in your cargo but you can't install them in your cargo anymore, you can only install them in the technology section (coughs) in my case I'm almost positive that they took a lot of my inventory out I mean like literally out, because like what they're doing is they're with this update they compressed all the cargo and they took away all your upgrade slots for cargo or for technology. They took them all away. And so, now that everything's unplugged, they arbitrarily just plugged in whatever the fuck they wanted to in terms of your technology slots on your now newly restored vanilla, and they didn't give you back any of the fucking nanites or the units that you spent to build your other ship. They didn't give you any of the upgrade modules that they took away. This would have been so fucking simple to do. Nothing. So last night, I got furious once I realized that, or two nights ago, once I realized that this is what had happened. Like, my visor doesn't work anymore. My guns don't work anymore. And I'm pretty sure not only did I lose cargo, I lost a lot of modules because there's not enough inventory even across... And by breaking the teleporter for everything all at once... There's no way that, like, they put inventory into overflow. So, like, everything went into my exosuit and then lots of other stuff just vanished. And it's incalculable what I lost. But the most important things to lose that I could not lose were the actual slots themselves and then the modules that went into them. Because you have to go to individual star star stations and individual merchants in those star stations to buy the upgrade modules depending on if it's your exosuit, your multi-tool or your ship or your freighter um, to buy those actual S-class modules if you can find them and so finding them is a major fucking deal you have to go everywhere and it gave you another reason to fucking continue exploring the universe 
So last night, or two nights ago, I got furious with this because I started to realize what had happened. Now, there is one, they have remediated this in one small way. You can change now. This is super stupid. Individual aspects of the gameplay in terms of difficulty and change them. So you can set all items to free but this does not apply to exosuit upgrades. Those you still have to go to each system has one exosuit upgrade. They revamped this so it's like just immediately at a drop pod you need the coordinates for the drop pod you you chart the drop pod if you've already done it once in a system then you're fucked you have to go to the next system. Well what if you can't jump anyway. But you can everything else you can turn free, you can make free so you can just buy more slots for everything that does not replace the technology that went in those slots that is now missing and it breaks the game for me, it ruins the game for me so two nights ago I went and I investigated, I found out why they did this they simplified the UI. They went back to base principles. It took them two hour, two two years. They were planning on doing this so that they could release the game on the Switch once again at full price. Right now, it's half off, but they never changed the base price from sixty dollars. These guys are absolute shit. Hello Games, the Hello Games team, who this is them fucking as hard as they can their oldest, most ardent supporters when they were no one the people who have spent the most amount of time in this game and who have best loved this game and who have helped them with their troubleshooting and bug reports and play tests and everybody who's been a community booster I've bought countless copies at full price of No Man's Sky for friends and neighbors. I have recommended it to endless numbers of people on a constant basis. This is them fucking me in the ass for all of that. There is no more goodwill between me and Hello Games. And, you know, I'm, it's, it's absolutely tragic that a game this groundbreaking is a landmark title would so capriciously fucking destroy its own legacy. Because we will never be talking about No Man's Sky ever again on this show. And so this procedurally generated game about exploration, this is one traveler who I think will be signing off forever because of this update. It is so insulting and I am not alone. All you have to do is check out fucking Reddit. No Man's Sky Reddit. Everyone is absolutely furious about this update because it streamlines the UI for the Switch to bring in more money for them via the Switch players, the noobs who will join on Switch to the exclusion of those who've spent the most time, effort, energy, assistance, passion, This is like them burning, like, you know, 
them. It's like um, it, it. It's absolutely tragic to see that this is how they wanted to end this game in a fucking cash grab that works specifically against their oldest and most dedicated and most knowledgeable uh, fans, boosters, and supporters. It is disgraceful. And then that they put it on sale for for 50% off? Fuck these guys. That's our show. No wonder so many fucking travelers that I met NPC travelers that I met over the last three weeks were talking about how this was the end of the game. Like a lot more than usual. (laughs) And they were depressed. All of them. That makes a lot more sense now. So yeah, the Atlas Path is forever closed now. Maybe, perhaps, for me. I tried to get some satisfaction out of adding all these slots, you know, for free by turning the economy to free, which is stupid. But I still have to get, I still have to do 20 systems worth of exosuit upgrades. And that doesn't even cover the multi-tool upgrades. And that doesn't even cover all my pirate upgrades are gone. Those actual technology modules are gone. Alexa, stop. Stop. It's a big fuck you. It's a big way to say fuck you at the end of what should be the end of a life cycle. They should just fucking make another game. Make the sequel, No Man's Sky 2. And there are other... Some of the stuff that's like in the Reddit threads are so well reasoned. Like, they're... they're, You know, because like... some people complain it's always noobs who complain that oh well yeah these guys they have these godlike starships and you know they're at and yeah I worked for them I worked for them been to a thousand fucking solar systems 800 fucking planets you know I've seen more shit than you can possibly fucking imagine I worked for them and they are hard to get. Just to get a just to get an S-class hauler took me fucking six years. And by the way, A-class haulers are better than S-class haulers, which is ironic. But the modules work better based on your class. So like that guy, the night before this came out, I could finally jump 730 light years at a time which is what I'd spent the last fucking two months assembling all of these modules for and then finally finding an S-class hauler to be my Aurora Vengeance and they took it all away from me all of that work yeah Catch you next week. Hopefully. Hopefully I'll have drugs by then. I doubt it. I'm losing my mind. Fuck you, Hello Games dev team of uh, No Man's Sky. 
You guys were greedy to begin with. Turn out a shitty, buggy game for the first goddamn year. Never lowered the price after you fixed it. You left a bad taste in everyone's mouth from the beginning. And your legacy will be ashes. No Man's Sky will not be remembered as the groundbreaking unbelievably revolutionary game that it should have been remembered as. And it's not because the game wasn't that great. It's because the developers absolutely sucked. Four or five times A good idea. Four or five times Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy yaddy yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yaddy yaddy. Four or five times. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.